Oh, you already turned it on? Hello. How are y'all doing this morning? All right. Morning. Let's see if they left me anything here. Oh, look. That's what they're doing back there. This must be Pastor Mike's attendance list. I don't know. Check it off. Let's see. I'll check that out. No, it's a, it checks people off, I guess. Oh, well, I don't know. million people or one person here uh, I study the same and try and be prepared the same except for my printer now that part I don't we don't Sorry. all I need you to pray for me okay right now my uncle Stevie might at me for smoking cigars <laughs> and I heard that's my business and it is Okay. And, and he won't get over it, and he won't forgive me. If he don't forgive me, God's going to not let him go go up in heaven if he don't forgive me. And I learned that you have to forgive everybody okay. to go up in heaven. So can you pray that my uncle will talk to me again, please? Well, how about if we do this? You forgive him, and we ask that the Lord just moves on his heart so he'll forgive you. And that... I'll forgive him. Okay. And we just believe for that by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll forgive him. There you go. Okay. So uh, I know Pastor Andrea uh, does take prayer requests and things of that nature. And and so um, we can still continue on the same way. Does anybody have any prayer requests this morning? All right. Well, that that the daughter. Okay. And she's handicapped. Okay. All right. All right. Anybody else? Okay. All right. Yeah. That's good. Physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. I'm just thanking God for this year. Well, you know, that sounds like you got some joy. Absolutely. It is absolute joy. Yeah, you know, that's their synonyms. And once I started looking at stuff the same, that you could say joy or you could say strength. They're, you can make them almost... Every time that I've looked, I'd say almost 100%, but I think 100% of the time you can replace that with each other. 
and, and it just makes it simpler to uh, realize that, you know, joy is, it's a uh, force that comes out of your spirit, and that's what keeps the enemy at bay. Uh, so you're already getting into my message here, so. <laughs> no, that's all right. That's all right. Well, you know, it's 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 uh, it's true. I mean, we've we, but anybody else? No. Well, well, uh, then we'll just go to prayer over that. Well, Lord, we just give you praise and thank you, Lord, uh, for uh, everything that you've done. Lord, we thank you for the praise reports and Lord that we do know that the joy of the Lord is our strength, and it is not just something that the world has access to. Their 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 happiness is based on circumstances, but. The voice, the force of joy that comes out of us changes our circumstances, and we thank you for for that. And uh, we just pray over this young lady uh, that Tommy and and Cherry has brought to our attention, and we just speak words of life over her mind, over her body, over her situation. In Psalms, it says that you perfect those things that concern us, Lord. We speak that into existence, Lord. We give you praise and thank you that uh, you work that situation out and, the, and it works out for good because um, the scripture talks about that, uh, that you work out things for those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And we thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. It's, it, well, yeah, I appreciate it, you know. And um, like I said, you know, I try to prepare regardless of... Of you know, if there's one person here, or there's a hundred people here, a thousand people here. I just want to be prepared either way because you never know how. He said, you know, whenever whenever he plants the word of God in you, you never know who you're gonna say. You never, might not even know what you've said, but you've planted a seed that uh, years later, it may be even that it comes up, and you may have said the one thing that triggered. Uh, the seed for the next Billy Graham, and, and you never know. You you probably won't know until you get to heaven. Um, and so, you know, I I have uh, been studying the Word of God for a really long time, and really um, have experienced some deliverance myself, particularly over the last month or two. And uh, I've, you know, everyone's put on this earth for something God's has placed you here and let me ask you this though real quick but does anybody know I always ask this and I always forget this one thing what time do we need to be going over there 1045 1025 tonight no I'm just kidding I'm just kidding I'm just kidding so yeah yeah 1025 shutters shutter down Okay, so uh, I, I know Pastor Mike told me, he said, whenever I get up and walk over there, he said, give me five, get five minutes. And so I don't always know what time he goes over there. But so what I've got here today, and on one, on one side of this, it's not going to sound too awful. Um, um, I, I don't know how you would say it, like spiritual maybe. But on the other side of it, it's the most spiritual thing in the world. And I am a person, uh, this is my, my niece right there, y'all. She's Cheyenne. She's, she's 16, and she uh, has been, came and stayed with us. Um, and I don't think she's ever been in one of my classes before. So um, she knows 
all of the good things about me and all and a lot of the bad things too. So, <laughs> no, yeah, she she still she still loves me anyways. I reckon so. Um, so she's got to see some of these things in, in operation, and uh, she knows that you know we we keep the word of God in our mouth around our house, and not that we're perfect or anything, but this is not just something that we come to church on Sunday to receive. And so, with that being said, um, you you know Monday cometh. It's you know you know what I mean by that. It's it's the Monday is coming, and if uh, you're just a Sunday Christian, then this ain't the time. This I'll tell you right now, this time that we have that's going on, everything that's going on out there, uh, you got to get rid of that. And you, you got, you, you're going to be forced, uh, not by God, but just by the situation, you're going to be forced to one side or the other. And, you know, that's just like when God said, choose you this day who you will serve. And then he said, choose life so that you can live. He even helped you make the right decision. And we have to do that every single day. And there's many days that I wake up and I don't feel like doing it. Uh, but feeling like doing it doesn't matter. I mean, you wake up some morning and turn up over and talk to Cherry, Tommy, and tell her, I don't feel married this morning. She's going she's gonna to help you remember <laughs> what you need to know to make it through, through that day. You know, it doesn't matter if you feel like it. We do it whether we feel like it or not. And sometimes it's through gritted teeth and uh, speaking the Word of God. And I'll tell you right now that lately I've had to double up you know, but I, we're we're winning. It just don't look like it. It doesn't look like it, but we're winning. There's a lot of things going on in the spirit realm. And if you have your ear tuned in, you know. And so um, I have some things that uh, just some of you've been walking in faith for years. And so it might some of this might just be reminders to you. Um, and I, I study not just the word of God. I've you know, I like to study just, uh, I like to read scientific stuff and all, I read all sorts of things because I just like to be educated and the Lord always finds a way to take what I'm reading about or learning about and introduce, hey, where does that fit in the scripture? And it really can open up your eyes and, and to different things. And so some of these, um, I got just the way Jesus taught in parables, um, he used, you know, analogies. He used, there's sometimes he would start off like, uh, you know, the rich man Lazarus. He says there was a certain man. So we know he's talking about this is a real situation, you know. And he uses many things to teach everyday occurrences. And so the scripture talks about, Pastor Andrew was talking about last week where he gave some apostles and some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teacher for the edifying of the saints for the work of the ministry. And um, the Lord has really, uh, there's one scripture that he has really just been opening up to me. And I think the devil has clouded people's thinking with this interpretation just by the use of a comma in the scripture. And, and it says, uh, you know, when the enemy comes in like a flood, comma, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. And I got to studying that out and studying it and pulling it apart, still pulling it apart, and I'm still getting the depth of how wrong that is. You take that one comma and move it over, and it, and it says, 
when the enemy comes in, comma, like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. There is nothing you can do to stop a flood. You can stop the enemy, and but there's nothing you can do to stop a flood when it has all of its power and all it, it just comes in and it floods into every crevice, into every crack, into every place that there's a, it can go. And it fills and just fills and fills and fills. And, you know, while God said he wouldn't flood the earth with physical water, he never said anything about this type of flood. And so he said, out of your belly, right? Does, you see where that, the connection where you can make? And it's like the way I see it, you have like these five enormous pipelines. Uh, you have the ministry of the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. And because the way the devil has separated us, and you know, well, you're um, of that church or that denomination or whatever, he, he's got us going in different directions. But when you take all five of those ministry gifts and say, just get them together in one service, where you have the full operation of the ministry, the fivefold ministry, and the gifts of the spirits of the spirit functioning through them, then you're moving into an area where you can meet the needs of the people. And you know, I've often said, you know, one thing that I've learned, and it's taken me some real uh, doing over the years, is I don't judge people on a surface level. Like somebody, they may still have some habits or whatever. And um, a lot of times you can go to them and say, well, you got to quit doing this or you got to quit doing that. And really it'll bring like some condemnation to them rather than some healing. And the reason why is because there's sometimes where there's an underlying issue and what you're looking at is a, the fruit of the problem, not the root of the problem. And so when you are walking in the love of God, in the love of Jesus, and, and listening to the Lord and not judging and condemning and, and ministering to people, um, there's sometimes that word of knowledge will come to you or something, and it's like you know what the key issue is, or the Lord will give you uh, the exact words to speak, and it's just like a lock, or a key going into a lock, and you just you pop that open, and not only do does it cause deliverance, that the problem that was the out here that was the fruit, it, it just takes care of itself. It just disintegrates because you dealt with what the root of the problem is. And anyways, that's the way that I want to walk. And this is kind of the way the Lord has been leading me more is towards the, the love of God, and I, I went down to pray for somebody recently at the altar. And, I, you know, this caught me so off guard that I don't even remember who it was <laughs> because it just, it's like a, you know, sometimes the Lord says things to you, and, um, it, you know, he, he, his correction's always in love. It's always in love. It's not that he's trying to tear you down in any way. But sometimes it's like being punched in the gut, you know. And I went down to pray for somebody, and I had my hands there, and I said, Lord, I really want to start 
moving more in the, the gifts of the Spirit and seeing the miraculous and the things that they saw in the early church. And I just want to be able to do that. And I was about to put my hands on somebody, and the Lord just spoke to me and said, when you love him, it was a, it was a man, so when you love him the same way I do, you'll get that. And I was like, you know, that's kind of, that's pretty tough. That's hard, that's hard to chew on. And so uh, I had to just kind of, I prayed for him and everything, but I had to go back and um, really kind of examine myself. And the Lord is really, uh, I want to share some basic things and, and some fundamental things, but we need to be reminded of it and some of it. You, may, you guys may be operating in this uh, and have thought about it like this. I don't know. So one thing I know is that in every job that I've had, in everything that I've done, in every church, I've, when, I, when I've been in church, um, my passion, one of my passions is to teach. I love to teach. And that is my gift that, you know, God's given me a natural gift and he's given me a spiritual gift. And fortunately, he's allowed me to kind of bring them together and he's given me some direction about my life. And so my natural gift is uh, in medical. I've been a paramedic for years. Um, I'm a nurse. Um, you know, I still study that. Um, not, you know, it's not a bragging thing. It's just the Lord is has uh, brought me up in that, and so I uh, totally love doing the job, and uh, in my spiritual gift, I've always liked to teach, and so that's bled over into my jobs, where I, I'm usually the one that gets the new employee, or the new nurse, or the new whatever, and they'll hang out with me, and, and, and I'll show them how to do the job, and so, you know, my co-workers, peers, and things like that, a lot of times they feel like it's an annoyance. And to me, it's like, if you know how to impart information into people, I can take a nurse that's been, you know, that's about to graduate and they're doing their preceptorship and spend about four or five hours with them. And then for two weeks, I can be sitting down while they go do all the work. But you have to have the ability to impart information and teach. And, you know, of course, you have to supervise and go back and double check and make sure everything's going the way it's supposed to. But if you know how to do that, you can duplicate yourself. And I've heard one person say it like this. They said, they said we teach what we know, but we produce what we are. And so that's just practical to me. And I am all about the practical. And I think by erasing some of our, um, I mean, God's practical, believe it or not. He is spiritual, absolutely, but one of the most spiritual things you can do sometimes is be practical. And so I want to present some of this uh, from a practical standpoint and show you, um, I think when people get a hold of it from this slant, if you get a hold of what I'm trying to get over, and it's hard to get a hold of in one hour, I've been studying this stuff for years, is, uh, but you'll see that it's not God picking and choosing certain things. It's, it's on us, man. He's delivered the authority and the power and everything to us, and if we learn how to operate in it, then we, this, we shouldn't have like just random stuff happening. You, you, is that, you know what I mean? We need to be able 
if I had a, a rifle and I was a sniper in the military, you know, you don't just go out there just blasting stuff. You take your time and you get your crosshairs on exactly what you're shooting at. And you set up and you make the adjustments with the firearm and, and all of the equipment that you have, and you dial in for that one pull of the trigger. And it, and it takes care of everything you need to take care of. And so many, and that's how the things of the spirit are. And when you go at it from that with the precision, um, then you can operate in some things that other people are not operating in. And so as a teacher, one of the things the Lord's shown me is the best way I can, I can t that I can explain it to you is you spend a lot of time at first sometimes listening to people talk. Just let them talk, let them talk. And you locate on the scale where this person is. Or even as a group, you can get it just... I mean, this is a, a, you guys are taught the word, so it's not like you got to start way, way back there. Um, and you locate where that person is, and then you go, okay, what's the next step? And you bring them up to that next step, and the next step, and the next step. And it's, uh, it's very de deliberate in, in the way that you approach the material. And that's what I do with this, is I pray and say, Lord, you know, Show me where we're at and show me, you know, what, and if it's above me, then I need, I want to sit down and learn for a while. You know, I, I don't know everything. There's people in this room that know more than I do. And I like to be able to listen when the Lord is speaking. And so what am I getting at? <laughs> what I'm getting at is um, I honestly believe that we are in the very last days. And we've heard that our entire life. Uh, if you've grown up in Christianity, you have heard that. And um, I wish that I could sit here for 15 minutes probably and go, no, 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 no. But really, <laughs> really, we are really, we are really, 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 really there. It's time to, you know, the, the, the bus is departing. The, the train is leaving the station. Uh, if you don't have it together, I'm telling you, <laughs> get it together. Uh, but this isn't one of those things like, you know, Pastor Andrew had talked about kind of taking, I don't know how to say it, the chicken way out of, you know, let's just let the Lord come and get us and rapture us out of here. No, there's going to be a uh, some warfare before we go, spiritual warfare. Not I'm not talking about physical warfare. Um, I mean, there's the world, and there's going to be uh, violence and things like that out there, but we are to war in the spirit, and you have to know how to wage war in order to win. But one of the things I can tell you is that in past years, uh, you know, we have enjoyed our freedom. I remember what Ronald Reagan said, you know, I'm still that old, <laughs> or, or old, I'm that old that I remember him talking about, you know, uh, we're only one generation away from losing it if you don't understand what it's about. And while um, I understand, you know, Mr. Reagan was a Christian and uh, everything, some of the things that I'm sharing with you, I don't know whether he knew those things or not, but a lot of the things he said was true. And there's things that we can do to, um, you know, if you're applying the Word of God the way that it's supposed to, there's a scripture that says, one can chase a thousand, two can put 10,000 to flight. The biggest problem with the church is we're not all in agreement. 
If we, the church, the body of Christ and the earth can ever come to that place where we get in agreement, we can catch up to the devil in numbers real fast. And he's not getting any new demon converts. And so we have the ability to put him underfoot. And that's what's going to happen before the Lord comes back. Um, but we still have a duty to submit and listen and follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Like I was talking about those five big pipelines coming together and then that which every joint supplies, talking about coming into the fullness of the measure of the stature of Christ. Our rivers all running together, each person, and we're coming together as one. There is nothing, and, I, and that's scriptural, there is nothing that the devil can do to stop that, nothing. And so I want to show you that, and I want to show you just some basic practical things um, and so, and I mean, we have a, we still have like religious ideas. I have literally committed myself to getting in the word of God. I don't care how many times I've heard somebody preach something there. The Lord re revelation knowledge is progressive through the years. And we're at the time when the words that he told Daniel to seal up, when the words that John heard and the words that Paul said it's not lawful for these things to be uttered and that demon kept coming along and beating him down and I mean I could get into the thorn in the I mean I found about I was looking been reading there's about 45 places I could show you about what that was that was bothering him even G Jesus talked about it in Mark 4 you know if it's not sown in the good ground thorns and stuff grow up around it and it's talking about he said he gloried in his persecutions and everything but the, what the devil he said the thing that comes to me daily is the care of these churches you know the devil's out there stirring up the crowd putting on him the cares of the churches and trying to bring him down because he's already said you can't kill me with the beatings. You can't kill me with the stripes. I glory in this stuff. You can't kill me with this. You can't kill me with that. They tried to kill me with this. The difference in the Apostle Paul and what his mission was on this earth, as opposed to maybe some to us, is the New Testament had not been walked out and proven. He had to go field test this stuff, write it down. He said, I, the Lord has shown me the things that I have to suffer for him. He wasn't worried about that. And so he went out there and had to field test all this stuff, and he was beaten, stoned, and all of these other things, and uh, goes through. And, and even if you, I looked yesterday, I was reading on that one simple word, and it, it tells you right after it. It says that um, with the Apostle Paul, it said, um, this for a, it was given to me a thorn in the flesh. The word it there, if you look at it, go look it up to Strong's, it says him, or it implies an entity. It's talking about a spirit. It's not talking about a physical ailment or an illness or this or that. It says, for him I besought the Lord three times that he would depart from me. And the Lord said to me, hey, what I've given you is good enough. It's, it's, it's more than enough. To take. So, so the second time I went back, hey, Paul, what I've given you is sufficient. And the third time for this, you know, I besought the Lord. And then he's like, oh, oh, yeah, I got you. And, and so he, you know, he preached this around the world. And he's the one who wrote a Armor of God 
something, you know, and so it's pretty, it's pretty evident if you go and like you look it up. I looked, man, I went through and looked through every single scripture in the New Testament that had a lot. I just did a word, big word study and I was like, it's plain if you go and pull it apart like that. But uh, I'm not a theologian and I'm not a, uh, you know, I, I, I know a lot of the teachings that are out there and stuff. I just thought, Lord... Would you show me? I mean, I'm tired of Just show me. And I said, I'm going to go at it like I've never looked at it before in my life. And started doing it like that. And I was like, wow, man. I don't know how we kind of overlooked this one. But um, people may disagree, and that's okay. I don't care. You can, whatever you, you know, you, that's, that's, everybody's got to look it up for themselves. And, and I'm satisfied. I'll put it like that. Um, and so I don't know why I went that direction there because that was not in, I was studying that separately, I guess, because I was studying it. Um, so I'm all about killing tradition (laughs) and, uh, I'm not a I don't like to be religious. I just want a relationship with Jesus where I can learn to walk and talk with him and use his word on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And so where I want to start at is, uh, which I've already started, but. Hey, I may start again over here and then go over here. No, I actually have it kind of pinned down. I am just really, when I get up here for some reason, there's an excitement that comes on me over here in this setting that I've never experienced when I teach this class. And I don't know why, but that a lot of times is an indicator of the people that are sitting there because it's a, I feel like it the like Jesus said, you know, when the lady touched the hem of his garment, he said, "Hey, who touched me?" You can tell when you're up here teaching this that people are just like pulling it, the virtue out of you, and and it. I've, I don't know that I've ever experienced it quite so much on that level, and as I do in this class, and so I'm grateful for that. Um. So where I'm at is the book of Acts, and these men, chapter 2, these men just came out of the upper room. And verse 1, it says, you know, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven, there was a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues as a fire and it set on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And so these men were in that upper room, and they had been told by John the Baptist first said, I baptize you with water, but there's one coming after me that will baptize you in fire. And I looked, you can look this one up. I did this yesterday too. I went through, and that word fire... There is literal fire and spiritual fire. It it doesn't make a separation. It says literal and figurative. Fire. Fire. And so what did the Lord say? He said he's not going to destroy the earth again with water. Fire. Uh, But anyways, that's kind of more of like a type. But... It's figurative in its speech, but it's also literal, literal fire. And so 
the word baptize, uh, I want to stop and just camp on that for just a second. The word baptize, if I had a glass of milk and an Oreo, and I took that Oreo and I stuck it in there, I baptized that Oreo. <laughs> That's how simple that word actually is. It doesn't mean that you, you know, I know that there's certain denominations, I ain't pick, picking on anybody, you just flick some water on them or whatever. If you're going to baptize somebody, that is all the way under, all the way up, you know. Or some people need to be baptized a little longer than others, and you just kind of get all the skin out of there, you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, <laughs> Jesus, that's kind of, yeah. Uh, so, but what it means is that the fire of God, the fire of God comes and is, you see these little, you ever seen those little pictures where they in the Sunday school room where they got all of them sitting in the upper room? They got this little big glider blip, on top of their head. I personally think that they need to, can I say that, Lord? I don't know. Maybe put it on a toilet paper roll. But I, that is so wrong that he came and he didn't just sit on her head. He came and immersed himself on them and in them and from they were filled from the inside out to the point of just being completely and totally and thoroughly immersed this little big glider beep that is garbage uh and i don't apologize for saying it that bluntly it is just so not god he came in and sat in their lap i mean he was I can't even say it in English words what he did. Filled first the breath of God. It's, that's what the devil wants you to think it was a little big lighter. But he's, can you imagine the devil on that day? Standing back going, man, I thought we killed that guy. Jesus, he just was raised from the dead. Well, at least they ain't filled with the Holy Ghost or anything. And all of a sudden here, born again, born again, born again, born again. And a few days later, just, oh, my goodness, what happened here? And so um, they, these men went outside, and they were all speaking in tongues. They were so, that's the evidence. They, we say the baptism in the Holy Ghost Evidence speaking with tongues. And that is the first. I know that whenever I've asked the Lord, you know, hey, fill me, Lord. Fill me. In. And it's like you can almost just, it's like filling you to overflowing. And I'd be praying in English, and it just turns right into, you know, utterance in another language. And so that's what happened to these guys. They were so full of the Holy Spirit that they um, went outside, and, they, and it, there were so many different um, other tongues of people or other uh, nationalities or whatever, however you want to say that, uh, languages that people knew in the audience. And that so this was very on purpose by God. And it says, but Peter, or they said that they were, they started mocking them and said, these guys are drunk, you know. And then you got to realize these guys, I want to, I give props to all of these disciples and all these guys because you got to think about this. When this happened, 
all they had was the Old Testament. They didn't have a New Testament in their pocket or an Android with 50 apps on it and uh, 84 versions, and they can look up at it. It, it, It's not like Peter stood up and said, verse 14, and, you know, and started quoting, quoting what hadn't even been written yet. They didn't have the New Testament. They had the name of Jesus, and they knew they were supposed to be filled with the Holy Ghost, and they completely revolutionized the world. And so I know when I was born again, I was delivered from drugs and alcohol with one scripture. I didn't know that you had to have a 12-step program to be... I didn't know I had to be, and so by the time I found out about it, it had already been a couple weeks, and I was like, well, I guess I don't need it because, you know, nobody told me that it had to be in a step format. I just got, he's God, and got delivered. And so, according to your faith, be it unto you. And so, yeah. But, um, were you saying something? Yeah. Let's see it. Because when he came down from the mountain, he was yeah. Yeah, and he's wanting to do the same thing right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And that's what my job is like today. I feel like, you know, we need to tune in into what's going on. Yeah. And so, um, like right here, Peter says, says, I've always read this as something in the past. This is what, like I said, I'm trying to read the Bible like I've never read it before. Keep the knowledge that I have and let the Holy Spirit be the guide. And if the Lord shows you something, the way that you know that, hey, maybe I was off here or maybe even the church or whatever, is it's going to be like a thread woven through Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. It's not going to be some wild hair thing off and one scripture off by itself. And there's going to be confirmation, confirmation, and confirmation. Yeah. So what the Lord keeps showing me is that just as in any job you do, yeah. okay, you learn everything you know. You don't stop learning. You got to. You got to keep learning because what if the big boss came down and said, "Oh, by yeah. the way, Tommy, I need you to go do this." You can't go. Oh, wait a minute. I didn't learn that, but yet you had an opportunity to learn it. Yeah. You did learn it, but guess what? Yeah. Uh, okay, so I need somebody yeah. else to, to to go do this because this guy can't do it for me. Yeah. Yeah. When it's your time, when he needs you to move, if you ain't ready. And That's right. You got to be prepared. Yeah. 
success is when preparation meets opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. He has to. He has to. Right now, and that's where we're at, is the Lord wants, where you've had all this time. You know, in the book of Revelation, it says, and he gave them space to repent. All of those churches. What I believe the Spirit is saying to the churches now is the time is at hand. And it's not that he doesn't mind giving you space to repent. That's not it. It's just there's, the time is not there anymore. You better get on. If you don't get on now, you may not get on. And so we got work to do, and he's trying to prepare us. And for those that are listening, he will start speaking to you and showing you. Like I said, this revelation, revelation is in the earth. It is, you know, it's verified by the Old Testament all the way through. And he is uh, revealing himself in a way. He's revealing himself right now. And I say this by the Spirit of God. He's revealing himself as the lion of the tribe of Judah. He came as the lamb. He's here, and he wants you to be the one that the lion is working through. And um, I, so what he, Peter went on, he said, and uh, standing up with the leaven, he lifted his voice and said, these men aren't drunk as you suppose. It's the third hour of the day, but this is that. And that right there, this right here, is that. How do I know that, that, that I'm on cue with this? Because this is that. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it will come to pass. So we know he's talking about it will come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit. In the Old Testament it said pour out my spirit. In the New Testament it says pour out of my spirit. There's a difference in pouring something over your head and something pouring out of you. And that, that's the rivers of living water. And so, it shall come to pass, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all the flesh. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. On my servants and my handmaidens, I'll pour out in those days of, of my spirit. And they will prophesy they will prophesy just and i will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath blood fire and vapor of smoke the next scripture goes on down and what does it say and whosoever shall call upon the name of the lord shall be saved so when is that talking about in the tribulation in the in, or is it talking about right now? Blood, fire, and vapor of smoke. Blood, manifestation of the blood of Jesus Christ. And we overcome with the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony and the fire. The fire that was on Peter when he spoke that he received through his nostrils and was filled and came out of there speaking in tongues. The fire of the Holy Ghost and the smoke, as in, the, if you go back and look in the Old Testament, the pillar, the pillow, the billows of smoke, the, the pillars of smoke, the, I mean, God is, His presence is often spoke of as a pillar of smoke. And the manifestation of God, and when we start operating this, this is talking about the blood, the fire, and the vapor of smoke coming through us. 
onto these people and causing them to be drawn to the whole. If I be lifted up, I will draw all men to. And this is the time that when the, the people of God get to the place to where they're walking like they're supposed to in this earth, fear will come on the people out there in the communities, in the city council meetings, in the schools, in everywhere you look when they start seeing that God walks in that person and they know it, the fear of God will come on them. And when the pastor walks down to the city council meeting and says, we need that land, Jesus needs it for his work. My God, man, give him whatever he wants. Get him out of here. The fear of God will come on the people, and that's how this stuff works. And we walk in his authority, and when you learn to wield that authority according to the way God is, is, is leading you, then uh, you're going to see some great and mighty things, and I believe that's where we are, and we need these people to latch on and, and, and walk, and walk in, in the things of God that way. And so you were going to say something? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and be led by the Lord. That's right, they do. And, you know... That's right. Yeah, he never called us to just get people saved. He said, go make disciples. That's right. And, that, and you know, the biggest, the one thing about, I, I appreciate about Jesus, if you read the scripture, it says over and over, um, and again, he began to teach. Again, he began to teach. Teaching is the only antidote for unbelief. You have to know the word because the will of God, faith starts where the will of God is known. If you don't know the word of God, and so that's kind of where I'm at is I want to show you just some a couple basic things, and, and um, I will, uh, you know, I'll, I'll kind of on a, bring it to a practical level. You know, an airplane would have flown in the year 1,000 or the year 900 or the year 800 or whatever as the same as it would fly today, a 747, if you took it back. If somebody knew how to apply the laws it would have worked the exact same. There would have been no difference. A law of gravity, you know, we, we know that that is so concrete that um, if we were, all, every one of us went up to a building and stood on top of the building and one by one jumped off. Not saying I want to do that because I don't. <laughs> but we know what the end result would be. Every single person just down, down, down. If we had a power line that ran through this building, you're an electrician, ain't you? Yeah. Lineman. What happens if you go and, uh, you know, grab hold of one of those big old lines with all that current running through it? If, Yeah, it's a bad day. 
So, you know, if everybody, you see, but do you see how, like, we think of things like that, and they're so, well, of course, you know, and the laws of mathematics, um, you know, uh, uh, and I talk about, I've talked about, like, the the physics and the all of that kind of stuff, and I know to some people that that's, but it's, the point is, is it's really not complicated, it's really simple that a, a, a five-year-old can understand the principle of it, and basically, God has disguised the whole thing into until they acknowledge him, they'll never be able to operate in it. That's basically what it is. But the laws that we operate by, you know, you look into Newton's laws and all of, all of the laws, those were birthed out of the real. The spiritual realm is not less real. The spiritual realm is more real than anything you've ever had anything to do with in your life. And really what it is is it's, a, you know, God is light. He's absolute light, absolute. The word absolute, you ought to take time to pull that apart. Absolute meaning there's no other substance, no other thing. No, it's 100% pure life. God is so life that you can't kill him. You bring death in his presence and it, bring cancer in his presence. So how do we get to that level? And... There's some basic things that you need to know. You realize that the laws of the spirit are not less exact, more ex- or they're more exact than like the laws of mathematics. There's nothing you can do to keep two plus two from equaling four. It, you just can't. It's it, you try and weave it into everything all the way up through your calculus and all that high level stuff. It's still if you don't have that basic fundamental in there, that this is how. The base operates. Yeah, it's so simple. Yeah. But profound. Yeah, authority. Yeah. But you can turn it. Yeah. Yeah. In order for you to get a key in your realm of what you need, mm-hmm. you, if you don't have that key, you're not getting in that door. Yeah. So that's why said. And I don't have to know everything about that engine. I don't have to know how no. this operates and that works. And you know all of you know. I don't know. I'm not a mechanic. Yeah. 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 Put it in the lock. Put it in the ignition. Yeah. But it'll start the car. And I don't understand how the car works. Yeah. I don't have to because I got the one that made the car living on the inside of me. And he's, he is a GM manual, you know. <laughs> And so, um, but with that being said, you know, like I said, if you knew how to operate in those laws way back. So what the scripture says that uh, Galatians 5.22, if y'all want to look at it with your own eyes, um, it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, 
meekness and temperance. And look at the last part of that. It says, against such, there is no law. So what does that mean? It means that what I get out of that is those fruits, rather than thinking of just a fruit or whatever, think of that as a spiritual force that proceeds from your spirit, that you learn how to operate. I think of things like the things of God. I want to look at things like a mechanic. If I, if I have... I have my shop here with all my sockets and all my wrenches and everything. I don't just go haphazardly grab any wrench and start going out there to that motor and oh, and trying to, I go, oh hey, you know that's a that's a three quarter inch, um, and I need a I need a air ratchet for that or whatever. You know, you go get the right tool, you identify the tool for the job, and then you use it, and then that's how you become skilled and in, in your vocation and so we need to do the same thing with this those are the fruits or the forces that we use as weapons the joy of the lord is your strength that's not based on circumstance that's based on the word you went to the word receive that joy and you put it in the devil's face and this says here's the thing i'll and i'll kind of try and wrap it up a little bit here um the best way I can describe this to you is the devil is not a creator. He's never created one single thing. And man has the authority in the earth. Man. And so whatever man, and that means woman, the race of man, um, can, d- says and does, that's what carries the authority. And so and it works in the negative the same as it works in the positive. People say, oh, that faith stuff don't work. Well, it just did. Because when you said that, it didn't work. And so uh, on the flip side of that, when we stand on God's word and use it the way God intends for and use these tools that he's given us and become skilled, then we can get the results. And the last of that scripture says, against such, there is no law. So what is, Satan has never created anything. He has to take what you think and pervert it or get it to twist it just a little bit. That's what wicker, wicker, wicked, wicked, twisted. Like you ever seen a wicker chair? It's twisted. So he has to get you to think of that in a, uh, the wrong way and speak words to that, and it'll pervert whatever is what, is what the real is. So in other words, he doesn't have anything original. He has to take what's out there and get you to turn it on yourself. So there is not, this says there is not a law that can overcome these forces. When they're coming out of your spirit, the devil just has no choice but to retreat because he doesn't have anything to fight against it unless he can get you to turn it on your, like it's like a shotgun. This way, the power, but you know, but go ahead. Same old, same old. Twisted it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. The doubt. Yep, that's exactly right. And that's the thing is, as you know, we've talked about the thing that the devil don't have, and it's this simple if you look at it like on a spiritual level. um, Man was put here, and you have to have a flesh and blood body with the Spirit of God dwelling in it to have the power and authority to operate in this earth and that's why the devil fights so hard to get your body or to get you to say things because he can't do it on his own 
And that's why the Holy Spirit wants to get inside of you. That's why when that demon saw Jesus walking across there and said, you're the son, I know who you, what do you, have you come here to torture us before the time? He knew, why, what, that's God, but that's a man. Whoa, hang on, something's off here. And, and he started, Jesus, you know him most of the time, he's just, shut up, go out. <laughs> you know, and that's really all that it should amount to in most cases. I think in that one, it was a, there was more involved in it, but most of the time, that's all it is. You shut up and come out. And then that really, that's all you need to think into it. You know, it's not, you know, the devil wants you to be scared of him, but he's already been whipped. So, and when we learn to use these tools, like that's practical to me. I don't think, and when we look at it like that, Healing, uh, you got all these things, healing, salvation, or prosperity, all of these different things that's in the blessing. When you understand that John 10, 10, that's the dividing line of the Bible. The thief comes to steal, kill, destroy. You ask a five-year-old, you know, about a black and white movie, who's the good guy, who's the bad guy? Five-year-old understands it. But when you get religious and come into the church and, well, maybe God's trying to make me sick to teach me a lesson, he... Your covenant partner will not do that. It, he don't have anything to do with it. How many people do you see Jesus go and put cancer on to teach them a lesson? Not one. And it says over and over and over and over and over and over and over. He healed them all. He healed them all. He healed them all. And when he couldn't do signs and wonders, it was because of their unbelief. And so the blessing is all God. The, the bad, the blessing the Lord maketh rich. He adds no sorrow with it. The devil's always going to have some sorrow that he tries to add to it, you know. And a bar, there's going to be a barb on it somewhere. And so um, when we keep it that simple, that God is for us and not against us and wants us to have everything. And, you know, the scripture, the one thing the Lord's been using to clean me out and help me walk in this is in Ephesians, it says that uh, you have to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man that you may know the love of Christ. You have to be strengthened with might to believe the love of God. And Jesus said that, show them that you love them the same way you love me. When you get to the place when you can start loving yourself the same way God loves you and loving your fellow man the same way that God loves them, you're going to and start thinking like this and walking. I'm going to walk in this. I made up my mind. I am going to see it. I'm going to walk in it whether nobody, anybody else does or not. I don't care. And I don't care about your religion or your denomination or any of that. We're just going and doing this for the Lord. And we're done. Amen. Finished right on the money, didn't I? Oh, shoot. Oh, did I go over? Well, that, then that's my apology. already there.